This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Move My Mass. It's been a long time since I've had a show because of the move. Haven't had a place to have it really. So, you know, a little temporary setup here, but I think it's going to work out. But yeah, saw you on the Rock Cobbler ride. Been wanting to have you on here, mainly obviously because of your running, marathon running, etc. So let's just get into this. How uh, how'd you get into running? Well, long story. So I am 43 years old, and I started running from soccer. So I am in. I've been a soccer player my entire life, and I started running cross country in high school in the 90s. And I did cross country soccer track and my entire existence revolved around soccer. And so I did everything around all of my running came because I wanted to be a better soccer player. And so um, I played soccer through high school and then I got a scholarship to play at Cal State in the 90s and, oh, Cal State Bakersfield. (laughs) And um, my senior year, of college, I lived in an apartment complex near a place called Bagels and Blenders here in Bakersfield, California. And um, I frequented this bagel shop and there was a lot of runners at this Mm -hmm. bagel shop. And I asked them one day, I said, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you training for? And they said, we want to do the LA Marathon. And there's a group of people that show up at 5 Mm a.m. and run every day. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And at this point, you're just like a soccer Soccer player, player only. Yeah. And I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I said, I wanted to run a marathon. And so I showed up at 5 a.m. And they befriended me. These people were amazing. And they just took me in. I was known as soccer chick at the time. Um, and they just took me in. And they were like, today we're doing X amount of miles. And I'm like, great. The next day, we're going to do some speed work. I didn't even know what that meant, right. but I just showed up and I ran and it was great because all I really needed was a good pair of shoes. So how far out from the LA Marathon was this? You know what? That's a good question because my soccer coach was not happy at all about this once he found out after I ran the marathon. It was uh, Simon Tobin at the time. And um, it was after my senior season... And the marathon, I'm trying to think, I, I think I only had like a couple months to build up, but I was coming off of my season, my yeah, fall season. Which you've done a ton of, I mean, you guys well, run it. Yeah, I had what a do good, you run in a soccer game typically? Average. That, that's a really good question. A lot. A lot. Yeah. I was a midfielder. A lot. Yeah, so you if do you cover know, a lot of ground. You yes. know positions. It was uh, a lot of running as a midfielder. So... Um, I think I had a two to three month buildup, which now in my forties, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need like six months. Not really, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like, you know, looking back, I probably had a couple months and it was amazing. And I did it. And I ran with these people that I just randomly met one day at the bagel shop and I trained with them for at 5am. I I lived across the street. So all I had to do is walk across the street. Yeah. Wake up grab my stuff, go. And it didn't interfere. It was neat because it never interfered with like college or my life or anything I had to do because it was before anyone woke up. And then um, 
I ran a three hour and 30 minute marathon. Your first time. My first time ever. And it was so neat. It was a great experience. And I- well, One of my questions was yeah. going to be if you're a natural or if you, sounds like you're a natural, the run a 330 first one. I kind of feel like I'm a natural only because my entire life I've moved my body. So right. just coming from even my background, I'm one of five children and mm -hmm. everyone played sports. I didn't have an option. I feel like nowadays working at a school, it's like I, I promote sports in schools and I'm like, move your body. You know, your kids have these things going on. Introduce them to soccer. And it doesn't even really matter the sport. Just introduce them to yeah. moving their body. It doesn't even matter so, what they do. So once you got into that, what'd you like more, running or soccer? Obviously, soccer must have been your original love. Yeah, and it still like has a really big place of my heart. I don't play soccer anymore currently. Not that I wouldn't if anyone wants to have me right. on your team. Right, right. <laughs> but um, I, at the time, soccer was still my number one passion, but I was graduating. Oh, okay. And I wasn't, you know, I was graduating with a degree and... Just a little, like, even before this, I'm a senior in high school. I made the Olympic development team. Mm -hmm. So in that, when I was 18, I thought I was going to have a chance to make the Olympic team because I got into the program. Yeah. I got to the regional level and I got cut, which is a big deal just to even make the state oh, team. Sure it is. The state team from there, the regional team. Right. But again, you're asking if I'm a natural. I think it came from years of just my childhood starting soccer at five. And then just progressing from there. P trying all sports. I played all sports growing up. I just took a love of soccer as my, okay, this is where I want to put my focus. Yeah. And then my dad said to me, you want to play soccer in college and you want to get a scholarship, you're going to run cross country. And then you're also going to run track because that's really going to build it up. Didn't like him at the time, but I'm thankful now that yeah, I have like that. If you're a water polo player, you got to swim. Yeah, no, yeah. No. <laughs> so, but um, after I graduated college, I didn't have soccer and that was a hole and I filled that with running. So and you ran your first marathon yeah, at 20. Yeah. How many have you ran since? How many marathons? So it's interesting. I, um, I also started biking at 20. So okay. I met someone that was a mountain biker and I'm like, oh, I want to try biking. So after the LA marathon, I got on a mountain bike um, with the SSFTA at the time, it was the Southern Sierra Fat Tire mm -hmm. Association. Yeah. And they took me, again, these people just are so great about like young people trying the sport. And I had never ridden a mountain bike in my life. And I got this $100 frame off of um, like, I think it was um, Jensen or something, mm -hmm. a GT. It was yellow. It was $100. And I just... I said, I, I need some tires. And I, people just helped me build this bike. Right. It was amazing. It was so holistic and organic. And I just got out there and I wore soccer shorts and I wore Vans and I get out there on my mountain <laughs> bike and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I crash all the time. <laughs> they called me crash. Like, hey, that's your new nickname. I'm like, okay. But so I was 20 and I run this marathon and then I get on this bike and I'm like, oh my gosh. So there is life after soccer, mm -hmm. which I don't, I don't know if... People have that connection of, I've done this thing my entire life, and then what am I going to do when I'm not going to be, become a professional or I'm not going to do something with this sport that I've put so much time into? part of into. your identity or a yes. big part of your identity. Huge. My entire yeah. identity was soccer. And I honestly wanted to make the national team and Olympics and do all these big things. And I didn't. What am I going to do? 
And so I really, I, I just, the love of running, it, it just, it filled that void for me and I could still be competitive. Right. Because I'm very competitive and I love soccer because I was very competitive. Um, I missed the team aspect, but then I still had people to run with and I'm yeah. a very social person and I love the, the soccer team because it was so social. So did you do any mountain bike races or did you just so, ride recreationally? When I moved from Bakersfield, I graduated from college and I moved up to Santa Rosa, California. Mm -hmm. And I raced. Um, it was so funny. I did like cycle cross races with my mountain bike, with my GT, $100 frame. And it was so great. And I lined up with the pros. I'm in a cycle cross race and I'm like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and I was right in the front. And these these people were like, um, who is this person? And I'm and over the here. Best gear, yeah. <laughs> best bikes, all that. <laughs> I have my like, vans on and my soccer shorts. And they're like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, by the way, I crashed in that when I was in Folsom, <laughs> crashed on the cycle cross race. But um, I just I I don't know. It was it's just fun. Sports are fun for me. Running mm -hmm. is fun. And um, doing these, doing anything I've never tried is fun. Now that I'm in my 40s, I build up to things that I want to do, but I still have that like adventure in me, and the competitiveness is still there, yeah. and I love that. How how technical do you get in your training? Now that you're a seasoned marathoner, yes. are you super technical, or do you just I run for fun? Well, and when it's marathon time, it's marathon time. Which are you? So I'm a little bit of both because um, just so I qualified for the Boston Marathon mm -hmm. by running the um, Big Bear Marathon in 2021. Okay. Yeah, I did Big Bear. And um, that was pretty intense. And for so that- So Big Bear 21 qualified you for Boston 23. Yes, because of the date of Big Bear. It was in November. Oh, okay, I gotcha. And you have to run a qualifying marathon before a certain cutoff date. Okay, I gotcha. So I missed it by a week. Uh, right. <laughs> so that's okay though, because I was finishing another degree that I just got. And actually the timing is quite perfect because this Boston Marathon is on my 44th birthday, which is April 17th. Nice. So I feel like it was fate. And Good way I, to celebrate. Yeah. And yeah. I, I want to get up on the podium with all the pros. Hey, thank you very much for coming to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just so excited. So Speaking of buildup, now I I research, I mm -hmm. do, I read a ton of books. I'm an avid reader. So I read what are the best in the world doing? What are women doing? Because I'm a woman. I don't think that we're not the same as like a runner man is not the same as a runner woman. Like just the things our bodies go through mm -hmm. and um, just everything about being a woman. So I read and I follow, okay, what do women eat and what do they, how many weeks are they training for something? And so I think that I take, I'm planned, but I'm also not planned. And what I mean by that is my work schedule doesn't allow me to follow a regimen schedule like other runners would. Like if you have more time, then you have time. Maybe you can run 15 miles in a day. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I run at 4 a.m. currently where I can maybe fit in eight miles, but then I might have to do something in the afternoon. So I don't have I don't have such a tight schedule that I necessarily would like mentally because running is so mental and you really want it to to physically feel good and mentally be prepared it's nice to have 16 solid weeks of a plan. I don't have that. 16 weeks of base or 16 weeks of everything base speed work taper. 
I see because I, I've never stopped running. So I don't even know right. what not having a base means. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that, no, that's because true. I've never stopped. Yeah. Since college, I've so never stopped. Do you, do you not have an off season? I don't. Necessarily? So you don't have a, a few months where you really take it easy. Okay. I would say two months out of the year, which is June and July, I ride my mountain bike all the time. Right now that I'm in a 16-week training block, I ride my mountain bike once or twice a week. But I would say my off-season per se is June and July where I get to do whatever I want. So I allow myself and two you're months. you're the type that continues to run a lot when you're but doing I'm what you running. want. I'm still running. I'm still biking. I'm still... So every day... Okay, so we're going to... Let's yeah, get into this yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Your June and, you said June and July yeah, is your off. my summer. Mm -hmm. How many miles a week are you putting in? More or less. 30 to 40 miles of running. Right. And then remember, I, I, because I'm not working, I work in the education system. If the students aren't there, I have more time for myself. Mm -hmm. So I might run in the morning, but then with my husband, ride my mountain bike in the same day. So during my summer months, I do two to three things a day, which could be lifting and running or lifting and mountain biking, or maybe a, a, a small run and then a mountain bike ride in the afternoon. And I love packing it in when I have time to do that, which sounds weird, right? It's my off season. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm not doing a lot right now because of all, you know, these last few months. But yeah, typically I'm doing a lot. Yeah. And that's a lot. You're doing a lot. Yeah, I know. No, which is funny because it's, if, it's just... That's what you enjoy. It is. And, you know, I talk to my friends all the time. And this is my social hour. It's my happy hour. It's my time with my friends. That's where I find my, that's my hobby, my enjoyment, and my time with those that I really care about. The people that are closest to me, besides my family and my husband, are the people I exercise with. Those are like, yeah. like I would die Your for family. them. Like my, yeah, it's yeah. my family I choose. Right. It's neat. Like my right. best friends are from sports. Because I wasn't expecting these answers. They're oh. awesome. So let's, I want to get into <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to get a little deeper. Okay. So let's, let's dissect your 16 week program. Okay. I okay. was expecting to hear, yeah, I've got a, you know, for six weeks I'm building a base. Yeah. And then I start doing speed work or yeah. what? Yeah. I didn't know exactly, but I wasn't, oh, I've always got a base and I don't know. So what is your 16 week program? What's it look like? So it was kind of neat this round. Oh, and I, my, my least favorite time to train outside is winter. I don't like being cold. Boston is in April. It's a, it's a winter training. So just going into it mentally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to struggle. I thought I was going to struggle because every, and I keep a diary or a journal, if you will. And I feel like it's so important to write things down. Like, how did I feel in this time of the year? What did I feel in this training block? Or how did I do with this nutrition? Or what did I, so I'm very, I'm detailed, but I'm loose in other ways. So but when it came to this training block, I was very weary because of the weather and the time of the year. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't like being cold. And here yeah. I am at 4 a.m. And this was a cold winter or has been a cold winter. Um, unusually <laughs> cold and right. I'm dying. So here I am. But but I just tried to like say, okay, I'm doing this because I want I wanted to show up to Boston and do really well. So I started in December and I it was so neat because I had two weeks off. So okay. I started the week of my winter break from school mm -hmm. at my job. I was able to, okay, now I'm going to do a 10 miler and then I'm going to do this. And so I really, my 16 weeks started very strong because I had time. 
Yeah. I had time to get in the gym. I had time to ride my bike on the days I wasn't running. And so my two weeks of, so I started and then the first two weeks were just solid. And I'm going to be honest with you. I put in probably 50 to 60 miles of running in those first two weeks per week. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that again. And again, I, I'm not sitting here to say, do what I do because it's not for everybody. And I have a kind of a quote unquote coach who I run with the Greyhounds Running Club. It's a local uh-huh. club here in town. We kind of built it in the pandemic when there was nothing to do. We created a running club. Right. It's, t- it's a ton of my friends. And then we did a 5K together. We did a 10K, we did a half mm-hmm. to keep ourselves accountable during the pandemic mm-hmm. when races were canceled. Right. So um, there's 14 of us Greyhounds that are going to Boston this year. That's so ex- super, ex- yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So um, our- Are you close in pace? Close enough to run together, or um, you, is there a pretty good big range? You know what? There, I am close with a few people. Um, just so you know, in Big Bear, I ran a three fifteen <laughs> marathon. Um, What's the elevation gain on that marathon? Oh my gosh, that was crazy! Probably like six. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> got a little cat visitor. Yeah. So, <laughs> f- anyways, the first two weeks of my training were really great because I had time. So now that I have work and I probably spend too much time at work, but then now now it's like this dance I have with myself where what am I going to do today? And I'm lucky in a sense that I can, instead of going on, maybe I I don't run as much as I used to, but I still fit in a mountain bike ride. No one on my team does that. I fit in I, I'm an, I believe, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a man or a woman, I don't care how old you are, strength training is key. Yes. Because I don't run as much as, I, I don't run 100 miles a week like other runners on my team do. Right. I strength train. And I can tell you right now, right. I can hold pace and speed work with anyone because I feel like strength training gives you an edge. Get her off you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks for the visit. Yeah. So nowadays, just typical, just to show you a typical week right now, I am, so after this week, I'm seven weeks from the marathon. And so I do, like I had Monday off, yay, I get a long run in. So I get a long run. And then a Tuesday, I can fit in seven and I can fit in a, a workout. Wednesday, just workout, no running because I came off of a 20 mile run on Saturday. So I try, eh, I'm just kind of all over the place. That's but right. Yeah. So I ride my mountain bike, I run the next day, and then I lift, and then I run, and I might, you know, ride really hard for like an hour or two, and then I lift. So I just have kind of my own thing going. This is, you You build your own program. I do. No coach on the side or well, yeah, maybe I, some friends that. Yeah, so I have this, this coach built me this plan, and I'm like, okay, got mm-hmm. it, thank you. And I, I built my own calendar. Mm-hmm. And then I have this ASICS calendar <laughs> that the pro ASICS runners use. So I've got all these calendars right here, all these training you know, programs. And I'm like, okay, so eight 800s on this day, got it. I can do that because I can fit that in. Oh, but I'm not going to fit in a 15-mile run at 4 a.m. before I have to go to work. So I cut that in half. But then I also, if I cut it in half, I add a strength training in the afternoon. So I kind of do this dance on my own and it's my own journey, and it just works for me. I think I know the answer to this. Is your strength training 100% dedicated to helping you run specifically, or do you just strength train for fun? Like, there are things I do just for fun. Like, you know what, this isn't going to, even though I'm 
training for a cycling event or something like that. There are things I do that just to move, but they don't have a specific target. Or is, is your weight training so specific to running? What I like about what I'm doing right now is I am working with a trainer mm-hmm. and they design everything. And I all I have to do is show up. I absolutely love it so much. But they do build it towards your running to improve. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So huh. like last week it was, it was hip thrust. It was lunges. It was squats. It mm-hmm. was heavy. But then like this week I went and it was push press. So we've got like things where your arms, but what's interesting is I went running today this morning with my friend and she's like, I said, oh my gosh, let me show you what I did in the gym yesterday. I, I wanted to show her what I did because I want, try this. She's like, oh, um, I, I run. I don't do anything with my arms. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, you might like, so weight training with your arms is actually good if you're a runner. And she's like, it is. So it, it's just interesting to me that I showed her this, this thing I did with my arms and she's like, oh no, I don't work out my arms. I'm a runner. Right. <laughs> right. Like, no, I, yeah. Okay. It's, it's a common thing. Yeah, it is, I guess. Yeah. Not for me. Right. Yeah. I just, and I don't think it should be a common thing, but it is. Yeah. You know, but, um, for the bulk. I yeah, think. I know. Oh, very much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's this idea that um, heavy weight means heavy feet, if you will. Right. There and is. It's hard to build bulk for most people. No, There's an occasional really person yeah. out there that can lift weights a little bit and they just get big. Right. But, but that's, that's unusual. It is unusual. Yeah. And um, I think it's more of a mental thing than totally. it actually reality. Right. Because I lift a lot and I'm not a very big person. Right. And, um, but I think it's hard when you tell someone who doesn't strength train, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be big. Well, you know what part we're going to get, you're at week mm-hmm. seven, more or less out. We're going to get back to yes. that. But I think one thing that people, like, if I'm solely training endurance, weight training is so hard. Mm-hmm. I, I can be super fit mm-hmm. endurance wise and then go in the gym mm-hmm. and it just wrecks me. Right. It's that turns that'll turn a person off. Like, oh no, I'm only going to ride or run or swim, yeah. you know, and vice versa. You know, you spend time in the gym, yeah, lifting all the time. Endurance will, you know, kill you. Right, it just turns you off mentally. I think that might be the case too with some people. You know, I'm but, glad that you brought that up because I lifted really hard. What day is this? Thursday, yesterday, and then I actually. It's interesting because people complain about that. Um, you know, when you go in the gym and you hit it hard mm-hmm. and you really pay for it. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that the next day when I go do, do hill repeats for my speed work, that I hurt. Because I know that's my own body building itself up. Like today, it was I had such a hard run, but it felt amazing. I felt so strong coming off of the gym where a lot of my runner friends are like, I'm going to lift and then I have to take some time off or I can't because it hurts. It does hurt. It hurts when you sit down after you've just worked your legs really yeah. hard, right? Yeah. And Or your back hurts or whatever it is you're doing. And I, it actually fuels me. That soreness fuels me the next day when I have to turn over my muscles in a run. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm odd. Not in a bad way. I, odd can sometimes be a negative connotation. I think I'm unique. Because I thrive it's a, it's off okay this. It's okay to call yourself odd. Yeah, I don't know. But um, unique you in like the way. You like the pain cave. Yes, I really do. <laughs> I That's do. what it is. Yeah. 
I do. All right. So you're seven weeks out. Yes. Where are you now? What's the, what are the next seven weeks look like? So I will have one week of taper. And that's another thing too. So my coach is like, hey, three week taper for some. I'm not doing a three week taper. I'm doing a one week and taper. Is that because you've done a three week taper before and didn't like it? Or that's no. what your gut says? The one week taper works for me. Gotcha. Because I've done it in the past. Gotcha. And it works for me. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I am looking at, so right now it's um, running probably Monday, Tuesday. So I run every other day. So if I go Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I don't know. It's I'm kind of all over the place, but four to five days of running, a day of cycling, and then I'm also intermixing my strength training in there. And like you said before, your runs aren't that long right now because right. of school. It's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's work time. And what what are your rides like? So you say you get seven or eight miles in in the morning, and you, then you mountain bike. If I have one hour, so I go for time if it's during the week. Gotcha. But my Sunday ride, like just the Sunday we just had, I did 25 miles on my mountain bike. Mm-hmm. So that's a 25-mile, you know, average. So I, when I ride my mountain bike, I go anywhere between 20 and 30 miles with my friends gotcha. on Sunday. And then, so Saturdays are the time when I have so much time to run. So that's where I'm getting my 20 miles in. Okay. Yeah. So my long runs are on Saturday, a long bike ride on Sunday, my shorter runs during the week. And my speed work during the week. Yeah. Okay. What's your taper look like? The taper is cut everything in half. So that taper is going to be maybe five, three, and I, three to five I asked five the question mile. because some people yeah. think taper means, oh, I just don't do anything. And I mean, oh, no. not people that are seasoned. Mm-hmm. We know what tapering means. Yeah. But some people think, oh, you're a taper week? Oh, you're not doing anything. You're just resting for the race. Yeah. And, and that's I, not the case. No. It's still a speed workout. Yeah. Even the week. So I fly out to Boston on a Friday. I'm still going to do a speed workout. It might not be um, an eight to 10 mile or maybe not mile repeats, but still I'm going to turn over my legs that week. Yeah. Maybe some 200s, mm-hmm. maybe some 400s. Shorter, quick turnover just to keep my muscles activated Firing. in that taper week. Yep. Yeah. And then um, maybe, in st- uh, uh, which is... Tapering is hard. It's hard because you, you go out for a three-mile run and you're like, okay, I just got started. I just got warmed up. Mm-hmm. And you have to go home because it's like, okay, I usually do six or eight. Now I'm going to do four. It's like, wow, I, you know. But And it is hard mentally to just scale down, but you have to. You know what I enjoy about a taper is, oh, I'm only going to go for a two-hour ride mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Only. I know. You know, I only have like, to do a three mile run. I'm only going to go for five mile run. Like, yeah. it's so <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah, that's weird. I know it is weird because then you have all this time. Yeah. You're like, fun. I usually set aside all these hours for running and now I only have to go, you know, this short time. But it is, it's weird. It is weird mentally to wrap your head around, okay, now what? You know, maybe some foam rolling, maybe some stretching to fill right. the void. But um, yeah. So, what's your, so we've covered training pretty much yeah. enough, I think. What's your nutrition like? How strict are you? So I, I, when people, people ask me this all the time at work or just whenever they find out I'm, you know, an athlete. And honestly, I am, I feel like I'm very boring and I'm very regimented and I eat the same thing every single day. I have a weird gut in a sense that things hurt me. 
And so I figured out what works for me and mm-hmm. it gives me my the energy I need. And, and I eat the same thing every day. So I wake up in the morning, I have my collagen coffee. I eat mostly a vegan diet. Um, and so, and vegan, I mean, I don't do dairy. So I don't, okay. yeah, because it just works for me. Mm-hmm. And with my husband, he has celiac and he's allergic to dairy. I'm like, okay, well, we could do this. Yep. Yeah. So we have a mostly gluten-free, non-dairy life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I eat a ton of protein, whether it's protein powder on my oatmeal. So I have an oatmeal every day with granola. Mm -hmm. And then I either put protein powder, and it's a protein-specific oatmeal that I eat with my granola. And then um, I eat a ton of fruit. So I banana. I have a banana every day. And then I have an apple every day and a pear and I have cut up strawberries. And so periodically, I everything's cut up. So all I have to do with my work life, I don't have a lunch, which sounds terrible. And, and I do have a lunch. It's not that I don't. I just am busy. Mm-hmm. So I need food that's like right there. Right. I bring a cashew butter and strawberry preserve sandwich every single day with two slices of Dave's bread. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, the seeds, whatever, yeah, the oh, yeah. full seed, 21 bread. seed. Yeah, I think that's it's my what it's favorite. Called. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like what I eat. So I have that protein that's like uh, the oatmeal super filling, mm-hmm. the fruit. Mm-hmm. That sandwich is like my midday mm-hmm. big thing. And then I, ton of like raw almonds and cashews. And so I, I bring little baggies of all my things. And right now, because I'm running and exercising so much, I'm so hungry. So I actually every day bring another bagel. So I'm mm-hmm. eating like these like random like blueberry bagels. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, they taste so good right now. And I'm so hungry. And then I get home from work and I'll have like hummus and carrots and pita chips. And then I'll make dinner. And Dinner is the only time in my life that has variety and it's fun. It's like fun for me to have gotcha. like, cause I. So when you say this, how many days a week are you having that cashew butter and jam sandwich? Monday through Friday. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it, it's funny, but it's, it works no, for it's me. Not, it's funny because it's every, it works and because it, you know what? It takes decision making out because when you get loaded up with it's, deciding yep. your training mm-hmm. and work, obviously yep. it's yep. just eliminate. I mean, work yeah. is. Is. I wish I had a uniform. I'm serious. Right. I want to take all these things that You're cloud my to mind. Eliminate decisions. Correct. Right. I want a uniform and I want cashew butter every single day of my life. And that would work for me. I am that kind of person because I have so much going on. I need to know what works for my body. And this is what I found that works. The yeah. oatmeal and the cash, the sandwich, I've been eating those for over 20 years. The same breakfast and lunch. <laughs> I know it, it works. works for me. It works. And I've been eating a banana and the same Honeycrisp ap- apple. I My groceries are the same. Like I get to the check stand at Trader Joe's and they're like, oh, there she is again. I buy the same thing every week. I do. And it just works for me. You know, it's a good thing this isn't a real famous podcast because you know how many people be out there eating oh. these every day after this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Yeah. But, you know, when when the routines get crazy like that for me, it's... um. I get tired of showering. Yeah. I'm like, I know. Got to shower again. Right. Another workout, another shower. You know, the workout's not the, yeah, isn't the part that stresses. No, oh, it's I gotta not. I got to go shower again and I know. change. I have to go and iron something. Like, <laughs> right. really? Do you go pick out something to wear? I get like so annoyed with the, the things that other people love. I just don't, I want to like, I want to be outside running and training. I don't want to think of, 
I don't want to think about what I want to eat or that I have to iron or pick out something to wear. That's yeah. like the worst thing ever. But I would ride my mountain bike or run all day. You know, <laughs> right, it's right. like that the spot that you put your energy. So nutrition, race day nutrition. What what's your plan? Okay, so I feel like I'm like throwing out like I'm just like throwing out all these brand things that I I'm not I'm not like name. I, what's no, that called? What's that called when you're like throwing out brands? Endorse yeah, yeah. endorsements. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing that. But um, so I got turned on to um, Goo. Mm-hmm. This goo brand and their um, Rockstar um, electrolyte drink is mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mountain bike with it. I run What's with it. What's your favorite flavor goo? Uh, cold brew. Oh. Yes. Have had it. Oh my gosh. Do you like coffee? I love it. Me too. Huh. I love <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That's yes. the one to go with. Cold brew. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And it tastes so good. And I, so here I am with my race belt mm-hmm. and I, for my last marathon in 2021, that was the last one I ran, Big Bear, I brought probably five goos. And then my handheld was my electrolyte rock star. It's called Goo Rock Star. It's mm-hmm. red strawberry lemonade. And um, so I have my electrolyte drink and my five goos. And again, reading a ton, I just read like, what do people do? What does Molly Seidel do? What is, what are all these marathons? Yeah. Sarah Hall, like what, is, what are yeah. they doing? I, I'm just curious. And Molly said, she's like, okay, I take one goo before I start mm-hmm. and one every hour. And I'm like, score, I'm doing that. I did it. It was perfect. No kidding. Yeah, that was it. And I brought five and I didn't need five. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because what do you? what's your goal time for Boston? What are you hoping? Between three and 3.15. Now, would I absolutely love to break three? Yes. My, right. My goal, I really firmly believe inside myself, not being cocky at all, I could run a sub three. Have I dedicated the time at this time in my life to run a sub three? Probably not. In Boston, April 17th. It might be far-fetched for me. Yeah. Could I probably dig deep and get close to three? Yes. Well, I asked so, the, yeah. Well, what will be, I asked the time for, because three, let's call it three hours. So you're going to burn 2,700 calories. At least. Ish, three or yeah. 3,200 mm-hmm. in that range. Probably, yeah. Uh, so what will breakfast be? Breakfast is always my oatmeal. I'm oh, an so you oatmeal stay bagel. The same oatmeal yeah. Bagel. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't beer. Yeah. And I will even go and purchase the oatmeal that I, and my blueberry bagel. Like, yeah. I don't veer, even when I'm traveling for races, I still stick to what I know and what works for my stomach. Right. It's wake up, it's coffee, it's oatmeal and a bagel. And it's the same even on race day. Now, here's what's tricky about Boston that I've read is that um, the wave starts. Mm-hmm. So I may get picked up from my spot at 5 to 6 a.m., but not start until 9, 9.30. Gotcha. So if I eat at 5 a.m. So that's too early. That's way too early yeah. for a 9.30 marathon. At least that stuff you can take. Cashew butter. Yeah. Hello, I'll bring yeah, my you're sandwich. Gonna be all good. Yep, I'm going to be ready. Right. <laughs> yeah, three three hours. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I eat on three-hour rides. Yeah. It's more or less the same. Yeah. yeah. I don't get too crazy on a three-hour deal. Yeah. I don't. Um, I also... Have you ever gone wrong? Have you ever tried something? I bet you haven't because you're so strict and you're so routine. Have you ever done something different and have it go wrong? The only time I've done something different and it went wrong was eating something the night before. That was different. That was different. Like, let's say, I'll tell you a true story. 
I went to a new Chinese restaurant on a Friday night. I'm, I love Chinese. Chinese is phenomenal or Thai, right? It might've been Thai. And I went to this new restaurant. I'm like, hey, let's go. Let's bring some friends. Let's try this new restaurant. Great. By the time I went on my 20 mile run the next day, oh no. It was like, Bad I, news. I need help right now. I got to go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I have failed is the dinner before. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have problems on race day because I eat the same thing even the night before. Right. Yeah. Because that's a smart move. Yeah. Like me, but, I, one, yeah. It only happened to me once. I did something different for breakfast. Okay. During, before a race. Before a race. Stupid. It yeah. wasn't a different food that I eat. Okay. I, you know. Yeah. Always eat that food. Okay. But not necessarily before a race or before mm -hmm. a big workout. And stupid me. I thought I was being smarter. I went with a healthier option, mm -hmm. actually. Okay. Okay. And the healthy part didn't mess me up. Just just the different. Your gut's like, hey, man. Right. Threw something different at me. Foreign. Right. Your heart rate. <laughs> uh -uh. Yeah. I can't process this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that's... Yeah, uh. Yeah, you're rocking. You got yeah. it going. <laughs> I just, uh, my, keep it simple. Like, I'm just simple. Like, I just, when it comes to food and just even, uh, and don't get me wrong, I get overwhelmed because when you read or you watch, you know, somebody who's spectacular or something, right? You're like, oh, I'm not doing enough or can I get there? Or what happened? To, what if I didn't drink alcohol? Would I be a better this? which is funny because my buddy and I, getting to the rock cobbler, my buddy and I did the rock cobbler and I, we sat down on a training ride. We stopped because I had to go to the bathroom and he goes, I go, you know what? I think, I think I might stop drinking alcohol to see what kind of athlete I would be. And then I get to race day and I could really put in all of that. I wonder if alcohol not drinking would really make me a, a better athlete. He's like, what are you going to do if you get to race day and you're not drinking and then you have a really bad race and you can't blame alcohol? <laughs> and I went, oh my goodness, I'm not going to stop drinking because then I can always blame alcohol. <laughs> you can always put it on something. It's so good. But getting even to alcohol, um, in this training block, I don't drink as much as I used to and I never really drank that much. Mm -hmm. um, like maybe a beer on Friday and then maybe one on Saturday but nowadays, I just, um, I don't know. It doesn't like... You better tone that down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, You're pushing um, the limits there. It is there. interesting to think about. Like, I wonder if I didn't drink, what would happen? But honestly, for me personally, I don't think it would make that big of an impact because I don't drink that much to make an impact. It's negative. You're going to go from a 315 marathon to a 314. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Right, yeah. So, speaking of the time, yeah. at what point in the race will you decide, I've got it. I'm going to I'm gonna push. I can tell I've got it. My legs are, I'm floating on air. Is there, you know, do you have a strategy where you're like, okay, at this point, I'm going you know, to hit the gas. So that was, it's funny that you asked that because. I am not a marathoner, so I, I had, had no clue no, when to do this. I had no idea what to do during Big Bear as far as, I had a coach, a different coach at the time. And I talked to her the night before and um, we talked on the phone and I was like, okay, let's, we, we got to hammer out this race strategy. And she's like, you're going to start slow. It's 26 miles. Mm -hmm. Be conservative. Don't go with the pack. Just stay. And what's, what's by slow? the way, what's slow for you? Um, I was with the three thirty pacer to start with. So okay. in a big marathon, and I've been a pacer even. 
they hold the stick the entire mm-hmm. time. So I lined up with 330. Mm-hmm. For my age to qualify for Boston, I needed a 338. Okay. But that doesn't even guarantee you. 338 or under, you can apply gotcha. to the Boston Association. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, 338. I'm going to give myself an eight-minute cushion, mm-hmm. 330. I'm going to try to stay with the 330. So for the first probably six miles, I was right with the 330 um, pacer at about an eight, eight-ish mile. Mm-hmm. And I felt good. Mm-hmm. And so I left that pacer. And what's funny, this is going to sound so Stupid odd. Stupid question. Yeah. What is the next pacer? What, 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 is, what are the increments? 315. Okay, so it goes to 315. Yeah, okay. it does. 15 minutes. Yeah. Gotcha. In this particular marathon. I can't okay. speak. Yeah. Um, but it's usually about 15 minutes. Yeah. And so um, I leave the pacer about mile six and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. And that's what my coach said is be, you know, hold back, if you will, for those first yeah. few miles. Lots of lots of rolling hills. Stay comfortable. Stay comfortable. You don't need to push for the first six. Just kind of get your groove. Mm-hmm. And so I left the pacer and I could see the 315 in my sight, but I wasn't quite there, but I was just in between, right? Let's call it a 320. And I felt really good. And then about, I want to say about mile 10, this is going to sound so weird, but this girl comes up behind me and she's like, hi, what's your name? And um, her name was Alexandria and she was from, I want to say Belgium. And she's like, wow, you're running really fast. How old are you? Her and I ran for 10 miles together. We talked the entire time. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go. She takes off. I'm like, she's like, bye, see you at the finish line. And it it was just the most, it it was an awesome experience for me because we picked up our pace, we talked, and we could hold like a 7.30 pace. It let you escape. It did. It was phenomenal. And she just told me all about her life and how she wanted to be a citizen of America. (laughs) Like, I don't know, just all these things. And she was talking to me. So then back to your question. Mile 20, I looked at my watch and I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to beat 330. Now I want to see how much I can beat 330. Yeah. You and knew I you took had 330 off. In the bank. And I took off. Yeah. So from 20 to 26.2, I just started taking people off. I was like, Tsh. I would look at the person in front of me, take them off. The next person. So I was just counting. I was just trying to catch every single person in front of me. And yeah. then I would try again. And so I... that. And it was so fun. It took, made my last six miles, which is when people hit the wall at 20, it literally is my legs hurt so bad. And my legs did at that time. My yeah. quads are just like firing. Yeah. But I didn't even think about that. I just wanted to catch that next person in front of me and just pick them off. It was so neat. Then at what mile is it? 23? Where it's like, doesn't matter. I got this. I, I, yeah. Probably 24. Almost, right? Or yeah. 24. Yeah. Yes. It was so neat. <laughs> it was just, it was almost euphoric. I I can't really describe that feeling of, Well, so oh you put gosh. in a 315 yeah. at Big Bear with 6,000 feet of gain. Had 6,000 feet of gain in the run? Total. Boston's got a couple hundred? A couple hundred. And there's a, um, so there is a um, Heartbreak Hill. It's this famous mm-hmm. hill yep. in Boston. Right after the Newtons. So there's this Newton um, Hill uh, segment, like seven hills. And then um, I I looked at it last night and I'm looking at 
not even a mile climb. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could totally do this. Yeah. Like the equivalent of Fairfax. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Now it's 7%, which I'm going to have to go and like really check out where we're 7% around here right. that I could look at. But um, so I studied the map last night, the course and the elevation gain and all that. And um, here's what I read a lot. And they said, Boston start is downhill. Be careful not to go out too fast. Because the first, probably first half marathon, the first half is going to be downhill. No kidding. Be careful. Yes. Rollers. Yeah. But mostly down. Huh. The hills, the Newton Hills start at 16. So I'm climbing from 16 to 24. That's where all of my hills are. That's, That's painful. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. That's tricky. Yeah. That's mentally like, whoa, that the first 16, you feel good. 16 to 24, when the body starts to when it's hurt. the wall time. Yes, the wall. Yeah. They throw in those hills. Seven. Nice. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. And going back to time, I'm just so happy I'm going. Oh, I bet. So a part of me. It's a big deal. Yeah. To do Boston. And, and what's neat is when I got to Big Bear, I, I honestly had zero expectations because it was 2021 and I knew I had already missed the mark for 2022. Yeah. I had so much time to do another marathon. So to be honest with you, I talked to that girl for 10 miles. I asked everybody, <laughs> how are you doing? Are you guys doing good? I love running. How are you? I talked to everybody. My husband's like, you would have ran a three-hour marathon if you wouldn't talk to everybody. <laughs> But I didn't have any expectations. I just went out See, and ran. You got to put a muzzle on it, Boston. Exactly. Yeah, it'd probably help. But um, just to be in Boston and to be with the best and to be in that city and run this iconic marathon, that's going to be better than any time I can get. Yeah. Like, yes, I want to do well. But to me, and, and honestly, I don't know about you as an athlete, but when I have a blast, I do really well. Always. So and I don't know which it is. I don't know if it's because I'm having a blast so I do well or I'm having a blast because I'm doing well. Yeah. I don't know which way it goes. I know. And <laughs> and to be honest with you, when I got to the rock cobbler, I wanted to go back to my car immediately and quit because every single person looks like a pro. And I've never been on a gravel bike once in my life. Right. And I borrowed this bike and here I am. And I'm like, and I bet people feel that way when they get to the marathon, when they've never done something before. Oh, totally. But for, and, and I had to put all that anxiety aside at the cobbler and just to say, I want to have fun. You picked a an extremely <laughs> difficult know. event to go just try out. Right. Gravel bikes. No, it's seriously. Yeah. It's the hardest thing I've done on a bike. Not just that rock cobbler. No, me any, too. All of them. They're all the hardest thing. Well, I've raced bikes before. Not for speed. Like. I can go harder if I'm yeah. racing something for speed is harder, but as far as a, an endurance event, yeah, that's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, and I've done, they are the hardest thing. Yeah, to do on a bike. Yeah, it was, and I loved it. I loved every second what of it. What was your favorite part? Climbing. I don't know why I love climbing, and I loved climbing on a gravel bike. I and again, I've never been on a gravel bike, but. Um, do you remember between like 30 and 35, it was right at the base of the canyon, like Rio Bravo area, mm -hmm. all those climbs? Mm -hmm. I loved every second of that. Yeah. 
I despise climbing, <laughs> except in that event, because it's the easiest part of the ride, if that yeah. makes sense. It does make sense. It was almost reprieve. The yes. downhill hurt me so, like my yes. arms were so sore. And I was afraid of dying. Me too. <laughs> I almost crashed so many times on that downhill. I crashed It was twice. reprieve to yeah. climb. It was like yeah. I could take, take a deep breath. And for me, I don't know about you, even when I'm climbing on foot, when I'm running or climbing on a bike, I find a rhythm in my breath. And right. I just go. Yeah. I pick a gear and I just go. Yep. And I love climbing because it's almost rhythmic for me. Where, and even in running, I just, I focus on whatever I have to do. And then I just concentrate on the breath. And it's almost, I don't know how to just, I don't want to say it makes it easier, but it does in a sense. So you're going to do it again next year? I want to do the longer one. Right. I want to do the longer one. Oh, you one. have to, you're going to do the longer one. Yeah. 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 My first time, I Good so call. I'm going to tell call. you right now. I signed up for the big one, and I scaled back because I got nervous. You so, know what? You did the hardest part of the race. I was so nervous. I think even. anyway. That I, makes I, me yeah, sad the, that you said that because can I can I be honest with you? I signed up for the big one, mm -hmm. and I second guessed myself, and I went down because I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I? What am I doing? I've right. never been on a gravel bike. Yeah. And so at the last minute I changed and then I got finished and I said, I could have done 30 more well, miles. It's not that the second half or the rest of it was easier. It was less technical. Okay. A lot less technical. Yeah. You just climbed, just made you climb forever. Right. And then the descents were fun. Okay. Uh, except for, I, I didn't care for the single track where it's, I mean, straight down on one side yeah so i just took it super easy yeah um but other than that it was easier than the other part or yeah mentally easier right if that makes sense yeah it does but yeah that was a hard day mm -hmm. and he i don't know what he has planned for next year yeah i, I you know i did tell him I'm like, i think you might have you might have gone too far <laughs> you might have pushed the limit too much yeah and then the pros go out there and do it in less I than know. five hours i know how i know it was amazing. I, I don't even know how you ride that ride it that fast because Yeah, because we couldn't even ride it. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, that and, that section that took me the long what was that, twenty to twenty-four? That was you can't yeah. go fast. You cannot go fast. It was so the mud was so thick. I could not even like I wanted to go faster. Yeah. I couldn't. You I was over here in the grass and then I would try this grass. Trying to find a quicker route. There wasn't. There wasn't it was terrible. <laughs> and if you pushed your bike, you just collected mud. Correct. So yeah. I even tried putting it over my shoulder and I couldn't because I couldn't get traction with my feet. Right. I had to use my bike to kind of stay up. Right. That was horrible. I know. So yeah. I know. So that just thinking to the <clears throat> pros doing it in five hours, they must have just balls balls out how do you their downhill must have been phenomenal well, that's what it's all about i went so slow on every single downhill i didn't get any i didn't get to build my average right from my slow climbing right i went slow downhill too and part of a lot of those downhills were out of control 
Like it, to me, and I'm, I'm being honest with you, it's controlled chaos. I was yelling at everyone, I am coming and I am not controlled and I may hit you, so you might want to move. I yelled at everybody that I ever saw. Right, it is so true. And these these guys were out there, you know, in their quads and stuff, and they're like, whoa, 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 good catch. That, and this one guy yelled at me, he's like, that was the best save of the day because I almost ate it big time and I caught myself and then I righted myself and I took a deep breath and he's like, I saw that. Yeah. 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 So it was literally- I did crash going down toads. Because two guys crashed in front of me, you know, it's blind corners yep. going around those. Yep. And I was carrying decent speed because mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. Yep. And you, you don't want to be down in the yep. ruts. Nope. You got to stay when high and you have speed. Him, I went into them pretty fast. Oh my gosh. But didn't yeah. get hurt. So, yeah. That's, that was one of my goals. Just don't get hurt. That's me. I, I Did I tell you get, my two goals? Yeah. Yeah. Finish. finish don't get hurt. Don't, don't crash. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially with the marathon ahead yeah. of you. So, that's and that's why my husband's like, please don't do the cobbler. You've never ridden a gravel bike. Right. And you have Boston. What do you, you know? And you, I'm like. Yeah. You yeah. did. Yeah. And what did, how long did it take you to do the pebbler? Five hours. So five hours, you, I mean, you don't do a lot of five hour events, correct? I mean, your marathons no, are three and your three, training rides, yeah. your, training, your done, long training runs are a couple hours. I've done centuries. In okay. the past. Yeah, those are, those are long. I've done um, Olympic triathlons, but again, they're not. So what was your nutrition for this? Did you approach it different? I mean, the same, you probably ate the same things, but did you Guess eat what? more per hour? <laughs> I literally, well, you're going to laugh. <laughs> Cashew butter sandwich. Right? You just Blueberry bagel, yes. Yeah? Blueberry bagel. I know, I just eat the you same. You just had more of it, I'm e- assuming. I didn't have more of it. No. No, I... I'm also the kind of athlete that if I eat the right things the night before, and I, again, I had that good breakfast, right? So maybe when I say more, maybe eat more for breakfast. Right. Maybe I, I had an oatmeal and a bagel and brought a bagel. For me, that's a lot. See, I get low mileage. That's what I call myself. I get, oh, I eat frequently on the bike. Okay. And on runs. Yeah. On runs. Well, not, when I, yeah, I do, I eat very frequently. Okay. What 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 is very frequently? I eat every twenty minutes. Every twenty minutes. Yeah. When I say eat a goo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at. I, you know what? I take that. That's what my plan is. Oh. Okay. On the damn cobbler, I didn't because I was <laughs> death gripping the whole time. I know. And I didn't want to take a hand off the handlebar to grab something. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Even on the flat, easy stuff. Right. It's so choppy. I know. My uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not letting go. So I I was so afraid. I'm like, John, don't get hurt in this I thing. Know. That's the inconvenience yeah. of getting hurt. Oh, it's huge. Oh, and you know, in your head, six to eight mm-hmm. weeks yep. recovery from something. It Correct. could be anything. Life. That's in my head. <laughs> it's life. six to eight weeks. It's of, such an inconvenience. Yeah, right? It's like a car accident. It's such an inconvenience. <laughs> like, I just don't want to get in a car accident. I don't want to get hurt. It yeah. is. You have to, because then you're just like, okay, then you can't do something or something. It just enables you to do the things that you love to do. Right. It's an inconvenience. Did you? run through the balls at Ethel's. I did. Nice. I know. Some My people didn't got, do it. I didn't know there was an option that I couldn't <laughs> do it. Oh, there was an option. And then well, guess everybody what? sitting on the deck booed the people that didn't. Well, when I got there, I didn't know there was an option. And I got to the aid station that was just a few, you know, yeah, right, uh, there. Right, right there. And I looked over at this guy and I said, oh, I'm wet and you didn't do it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. And I said, oh, there was an option. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> and my shoes were loaded. There was oh, yeah. like buckets of yes, water getting yes, out of there. They yes. didn't drain for no, some reason. Nope, it was Probably heavy. because all the mud was keeping the water in. Right. You know? Yeah, as a sealant. 
<laughs> I so badly at that station because that was the cutoff for the. Mm-hmm. I so badly. Yeah, I wanted to just go for about two seconds. Yeah, I'm like there's no way in hell I'm going. First of all, Sam bet me five hundred dollars. Oh, I, okay. I, I am continuing. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, my bike wasn't working right anymore. Mm. I bent my back rotor, brake rotor. Okay. So my, oh, my back tire wasn't even free spinning anymore. Oh, no. in like two revolution. I didn't know that though. I just knew it was making noise. Okay. I just thought it was making so noise because anything? of the mud. Oh my gosh. I didn't figure it out until I forget where I figured it out. After? No, it was during. Okay. I wish I would have figured it out after because then it got in my head. Oh no. Like, oh, I'm riding with something. Yes. Oh, I know what it was. Some of those on um, the back part, they were, I had to walk them. They were so steep, the climbs. Are you talking about after, after Ethel's? After Ethel's. Okay. And I was walking and my bike would slow down like every <gasps> revolution. Yeah. Like, I'm yep. walking weird. I thought I was me. Right. No, my bike. Then I figured out that the back wheel wouldn't spin. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. I got to get back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was so fun having you on. Yeah. I'm looking Thank forward you so to hearing much. your results from uh, Boston. I know. April 17th. I think you're going to go sub three. Really? Yep. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. We shall just, see. Just I'm excited. You've already done the worst climbing ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. Gonna be, true. <laughs> that's gonna help you in this. Yeah. I really feel that um cycling and just like I said, the lifting, it does. It just makes makes everything like running. I'm like, oh, I got this. Yeah, you know what? Before we get off, I was I never noticed that much of a cross for me. From my cycling endurance to my running. I notice it if I run a lot that it helps me in my cycling. But I don't notice it with my, That's, no matter how much I cycle. It's I so interesting that you say that because I have this, this um, conversation with my friends all the time. Does cycling make me a better runner or does running make me a better cyclist? For me, I know running makes me a better cyclist. Without it, after, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in long triathlete but yeah it the cycling i go out and run if i haven't been running mm-hmm. i'm dying okay vice versa if i run a lot i can get on a bike and do pretty well and what's interesting about me is i have running has been the constant mm-hmm. and cycling has been up and down right so i haven't been a cyclist as consistently in my life as i've been a runner and so just by saying, thinking about what you're saying, I feel it's true because I cannot be on my bike for a week or even two weeks, or let's say three weeks that I don't get on my bike. But if I'm running every single day and I get on that bike in three weeks, that I haven't been on, I'm fine. Right. And a lot of my cycling friends, because there's a group of us that ride every week together, they're dying, but they don't do anything but ride. Right. And they don't ride that often due to weather or if they get sick or if things happen, right? Yeah. And I can beat them on every climb. And it's probably because, like you said, the running. Right. Yeah. But yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Yes. I enjoyed every second. And Thank you. Yeah, Tammy and I will be checking in on your results. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be something. Yeah.